0: Please, it would be God speaking and not me. You know, I sense, I sense today uh, through the service. Oh, bye, kiddos. You know, one of these days I'll remember that. If it makes you feel any better, the last couple of churches that I pastored, I always forgot the kid's sermon too. So it's a pattern. <laughs> I noticed today. Um, I sense today. I, I sense a lot of. A lot of hurt. What's the matter? Play. I sense a uh, I sense a lot of struggle. Um, I sense maybe defeat. Sometimes when you come into a service, um, you you come in with with expectations, I guess. You come in, um, it, uh, some people come in, they're they just kind of going through the motions and they're here and they're looking for the 12 o'clock hour and then they're out of here. Some people come in and, and they really don't know what they're seeking. Uh, sometimes they come in and, and maybe they're here because the wife dragged them in or maybe they're here um, you know, because they feel like they have to be here. Sometimes folks come in and and they really hurt. And they're really looking for answers. And sometimes people come in and they're just visiting. They just happen to be here. Praise God, I don't believe in coincidence. And I do believe that God is in control of all things. the biggest struggles that I've had over the last couple of weeks is is learning to completely surrender to Christ again. Completely surrender. Learning to stop trying to be perfect because I, I see my own faults. Um you know yeah it's it's a German thing I guess. You know, I I can be very critical of of people. Even when I don't want to be, I can be very critical of people. And that's not good. But I'm having to learn that I can't be perfect. And the more that I try to be perfect, the more that I'm going to fail. And there's a reason for that. There's only one perfect person, and that's Christ. It's all about surrender. This relationship with Him, learning to dump yourself, empty yourself, abandon yourself, recklessly, and to simply let Christ take control. And the last time uh, that I was able to to speak with you guys, um, we spoke about the fact that that it's God that decides. Breathe life into his people. It's God that determines when he's going to move, not us. That's the way it always is. Everything starts with God and everything ends with God, it's a constant game of pursuit chase. It's a never-ending circle. God moves in our hearts, and we seek after Him, and He hides. It's like a giant game of hide-and-seek. He wants us to seek Him, and I'm not talking about just you know, calling Him up, finding out where His location is. I, I'm talking about actually seeking Him. earnestly hard when you can't hear him when you can't see him he wants you to look that's where part of the excitement is is seeking where he's at And that's the way that he wants it to be. So that when we find him, the joy is even greater because we found him. Does that make sense? I mean, really, guys, think of it like a game of hide and seek. Like when we were kids. They go off and they they'd hide. One of us would stay behind. we start counting to you know, a thousand or whatever, and then we go hunt them down. That's the way it is with God. And when the hard times come upon us, when we face our struggles, whatever it may be, we get to those points of desperation. Those are the times that He wants us to cry out to Him. Those are the times that He's wanting us to seek Him. Those are the times that He wants to reveal Himself to us. But He's wanting us to cry out to Him. And as we stand as a a church, and we look for direction, what I want to encourage you today is that I want you to throw out everything you think you know about church. Throw out what you think about you, what you know about church leadership. Throw out what you think you know about having committees. Throw out what you think about anything about direction. And I encourage you to go to the first spot and that's to seek God. Because it's no different in the life of the church as it is in the life of the individual. If you want to know what it is that, that God wants you to do as an individual, then you got to go to Him. And as a church, if you want to know where it is that God wants you to go, you have to go to Him. There are no ifs, ands, buts about it. And just like in the individual life, in the individual life, like I said, the more that you try to be perfect, the more you're going to fail. The more that you try to correct yourself, the more you're going to fail. I don't care what it is that you're struggling with, whether it be pride or whatever, it it does not matter. But I can tell you this, the more that you try to overcome it, the more you're going to fail. Because you cannot overcome it. And the more that the church tries to look for a direction and tries to do something in the name of God, the more the church is going to fail and not go anywhere. And there's a reason for it. Because we are doing what we think we ought to be doing instead of what God is telling us to do. A few months back, there was a young man that was applying to the department. He was wanting to be an officer, and in the process of interviewing him, I got—he was asking to go on ride along with us and whatnot. And as I sat down and, and was interviewing him and whatnot, it came out that he was making traffic stops on his own in his own car. Now, outside of that being against the law. You know, he was trying to force something. You know, he thought that if he went to Walmart and bought a little red flasher with a, you know, and stuck it on top of his car, that he could go out and he can just stop people and correct people. Now, I ask you, is this a wise thing to do? Well, no, and no, he didn't make it through the process. He will not be wearing a DPS uniform anytime soon. But in the same way, people, if we do something in the name of God and we're doing it without his direction, without his guidance, without him telling us to do it, are we any different than that young man who thought he was a police officer? And the answer to that question is no. So we have to seek Him. If you have your Bible today, connection's lost. If you have your Bibles today, turn to uh, Luke chapter 11. And we're going to start off in verse 5. Ah, uh, the wonders of technic technical things. I'm waiting on this you know you want things to work out, and they just don't sometimes. There it goes. Look at that. Everywhere but where I want to be. Okay, there we go. All right. In Luke chapter 11, uh, verse 5, it starts off and it says this. Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight, and he says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me from a journey. I have nothing to set before him. And from inside, he answers and he says, Do not bother me. The door has already been shut. My children and I are in bed. In other words, this is late at night. We all have those neighbors, right? You know, I always get these phone calls at one o'clock in the morning. It's from my best friend down in Houston. For some reason, he wants to talk to me at one o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, <laughs> "Click, you know, <laughs> do not disturb." You know, it, this is the, what was going on here. So this his his neighbor comes up to him in the middle of the night, starts banging on the door, and he says, "Hey, hey, I've got somebody that's visiting. I need some bread, man. I don't have nothing to feed him. Come on, loan me some bread. Loan me some bread." And and the typical response is, yeah, whatever. It, you know, it's late, the door's shut, you're on your own. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give anything because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. In other words, if the neighbor just keeps banging and keeps banging in, in, in an effort to shut him up, We'll not even give him the bread. We'll give him the refrigerator. Just go away. So I say to you, ask. And it will be given to you. Seek. And you will find. Knock. And it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now suppose... One of you fathers is asked by the son for a fish. He will not give him a steak instead of a fish, will he? Or if he asks for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? If the, the, you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will our Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the verse I want to key in on. So I say to you, ask. Keep on asking. And it shall be given to you. Seek. Keep on seeking. You shall find. Knock. Keep on knocking. The door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks and keeps on asking receives. And he who seeks and keeps on seeking finds. To him who knocks and keeps on knocking, the door will be opened. So this is it in a nutshell, guys. If you're wanting to know what direction you, you're needing to go with your life and what direction that the church is needing to go, the first thing you've got to do Is ask. Not ask each other. Not ask the pastor. Not ask the elders. You got to ask God. And you can't ask as an individual, that's what a church is. A church isn't a body. A church isn't a gathering place. A church is a body of believers unified together by the Holy Spirit. We're one. And so, if the church wants to know what direction it is that the church should go, The church needs to come together as one and they need to ask and they need to keep on asking. The second thing that we have to do is that we have to seek. We have to seek God. Not not what we think of God and not what we think we know of God. We need to seek God. If God is not where we're at. Then we need to go find him. I always love it when I get stuck out in the middle of nowhere. Making one of my infamous trips to Austin some bonehead pulls out in front of me and they they do some crazy thing and there's nobody else around. And lo and behold, there I am in a black and white and in uniform. Nobody else is going to do it. And so I've got to do it. And I'll stop them. And then the question comes, where am I? I'm about to write this guy a ticket or I'm about to have to make an arrest and I don't even have a clue as to where I'm at. So the first thing that I do is I get on the radio, and I call dispatch, and I ask them, where am I? And then the next question, after they tell me where I'm at, because they can find me on GPS, the next question that I have for them is, whose court is this going to? I don't even know what county I'm in. Can you tell me where the jail is? When we seek after God, and we don't know where he's at. Then we got to go find him. If you sit around and you wait for God to come to you. You're going to be waiting a long time. You've got to seek him. And you got to keep on seeking. You can't quit. You can't do this for a week, and say, ah, well God's not answering, and then stop. You have to keep on seeking. And you don't do anything until God responds. Do you hear me? Because if you do something without God responding, then basically you're not waiting on God, and now you're taking the, the reins into your hands, and you're doing it yourself. And guess what's going to happen? It's going to fail. Lastly, we've got to knock. And we got to keep on knocking. We have to be persistent. You've got to be persistent. You cannot give up. I went down this week on Friday. As a matter of fact, I was in Austin. I was there for the, uh, the Recruitment Academy uh, graduation. And after the graduation was over with, and and there were 107 of them, plus their families, so after the graduation was over with, I'm milling through the crowd, and I'm trying to find the the four individuals that, that we sent down, you know, and so there's this massive crowd, and I'm digging through there and I'm trying to find these guys and the funny thing is these individuals don't look like they did when they went into the academy so now you've got this extra, you know, they've got changes and the other thing is, you know, you hadn't seen them for six and a half months and so I have a tendency to forget what they look like to begin with so now it's really complicated. So as I'm digging around, I'm trying to find all these guys and I eventually found all of them but as I'm going around uh, this older police officer uh, came up to me, and he was, he was on a crutch. He came up to me, and he, he said, congratulations. And I kind of looked at him like, okay, congratulations for what? He said, well, congratulations on graduating. And I, I just kind of looked at him, and I said, you know what? I will take that as a compliment. And then he proceeded to say, I heard that there was somebody that was 56 that was, that was in the academy. I went, okay, now i remove my compliment. Thank you. <laughs> but he thought, you know, when he saw me, he thought that I was graduating with the recruits. I'm here to tell you that after 12 years of being with the department, to have somebody walk up to me and think that I'm one of the guys that's graduating, that's actually pretty good. Because I don't know if you know it or not, but when those guys graduate, they are probably the fittest that they are ever going to be in their lives. Because for six and a half months, they have done nothing but eat dirt <laughs> and suffer a lot of pain. And so to have somebody, a complete stranger, walk up to me and think, think, wow, you know, you must be one of the guys that's graduated. That's awesome. Thank you very much for thinking that. I'll overlook the fact you thought I was 10 years older than I am. But here's the deal. The only reason that I'm able to do that is because I'm persistent. I'm persistent. Every day, every day I get up. And I I, I will either go run six miles or I'll spend an hour, hour and a half in the gym. Every day. The reason that I do that is not so that people can look at me and go, oh, he's such an awesome guy. Look at what shape he's in. No, that's not why I do it. The reason that I do it is because I still work the road. I'm 45 years old, and I'm working the road. And I'm very aware of the fact that there's always somebody younger, there's always somebody faster, and there's always somebody stronger. So if I'm going to work the road, then it behooves me to be persistent and trying to stay in the best shape that I possibly can. Now, this gets more difficult as you get older. I've had a blown knee. I don't know if y'all can see my foot. I have to have my foot taped up everywhere I go. When I run, I have a hamstring thing that goes around my leg because I have a tendency below my hamstring, and I take more ibuprofen than probably anybody alive. I have to. But as long as I wear this uniform, not this one, as long as I wear that uniform, and as long as I drive that car, and as long as I'm working that road, I'm going to be persistent in trying to be in the best shape that I can possibly be. Church, we have to be persistent in our seeking. And we can't give up. And when we do give up, then there needs to be somebody there beside us that tells us, don't give up. So I ask you today, church, where do you want to go? Hopefully, this is going to work. And, of course, it's not. (laughs) Let's close with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you give and all that you do. And I lift this church before you, Father. I lift us up as a church and as individuals. And I ask, Father, that you pursue us and that you would teach us to pursue you. Help us ask, seek, and knock. Thank you for all you do for us, Father. We ask these things humbly in the name of Christ. Amen. Oh, what, you know what? It might work. Y'all have a good day. I have, yeah.